0: hey everyone this is coach stacy here with coach Allie. and we are still talking about preparing your skills for season about getting routine ready um you know as we move on in the month of october or whenever you're listening to this uh this is the time where we're really trying to prepare skills for season and um one of the things that gets in the way the most is our sweet perfectionist gymnasts and really honestly ourselves and most gymnasts, even those that aren't perfectionists that just don't think it's okay to fail. Allie, why is that a
1: problem? Um, Because legitimately the only way to create successes to fail. Um, We always give the example of like a baby learning how to walk. I currently have a baby learning how to crawl. And, um, And it's one of those things where he like is gonna try and then fall and then try and then fall. And they fall and fall and fall and fall until they finally stop falling. And then that's how they learn how to figure it out. So you have to fail in order to fall. When you are doing anything, if you're a gym owner, guaranteed you failed in a million ways on your way up to figuring out how to run your business, right? You are going to continue to fail and then you're going to learn from those failures. So literally, the only way to learn is to fail. And I'd say, like, most of them, like, understand that generic general concept. But then they think that it doesn't apply to them. (laughs) Like, like, I mean, yeah, I totally get it. You have to like fall over and over again in order to learn. But like, except me, I should just make every single one. (laughs) And I'm like, wait, what? Because it's funny. I will say they like kind of agree. Do you get that too, Stacey, where they're like, oh, yeah, yep, I get that. Like, I understand that. But like I'm past – they think that they're like past that phase. Like I shouldn't be falling anymore though. I shouldn't be failing anymore. I've already done that. So, so like I'm done with that. And so when we have that mindset, they get really caught up in like this negative self-doubt failure. And then they're doing their gymnastics from – really just not an energetic place that's going to help them reach their goals. So how do you help them, Stacey?
0: Well, even just a little bit more on that part. Like I remember I was doing a big project at work and they were talking about something and I was like, I was a gymnast. Failure is not an option. And I didn't mean ultimate failure. I meant mistakes along the way. But I didn't understand that. And I so I think that's one of the big differences is that a lot of times when we talk about failure, um, and we say that all the time, failure is not an option. Actually, failure is the only option <laughs> in order to get something new, in order to learn something new. And so that's a lot of what we talk to them about is that um the only if if you can never fail, that means you can only do things that you Already know how to do successfully. And if you can only do things that you already know how to do successfully, you can never learn new things, not just new skills, anything in life. Like the only process to learn new things is to mess things up. And the thing is, is that my most honest gymnast will say, Yeah, I believe that that's true, but I don't like it. Mm -hmm. I don't like how it feels. Well, how does it feel? Well, it feels disappointing frustrating. And our feelings always come, or defeated is the other one that they give me a lot. Like our feelings always come from our thoughts. And so the real problem is how we're thinking about failure. Mm -hmm. And when we can shift how we think about failure, then we can turn failure into part of the process. And failure doesn't mean I never get it. Failure means I make mistakes along the way. I learn from those mistakes and then I am able to, you know, we talked last week about the scientific method. I'm able to run an experiment, see what didn't go well, look back, evaluate, figure out what went wrong, learn from it and apply again. And when they have this uh, this attitude that failure isn't an option, they will not go back and look at it hmm. So when you're giving them corrections, they're like they're not mentally and emotionally looking at it because it's kind of it's like this disgusting, terrible thing that they can't bear to look at. Mm-hmm. And as long as they think of it that way, they can't look back and learn from it. And so then the failure does become more permanent then they don't get the skill, then they consistently still, you know, and it's only in the ability to look at it. But what we found is the way to be able to look at it is to be able to think about it differently. So mm-hmm. how do you help them think about failure differently?
1: Well, um we actually do that in our membership where like we just call them worthy fails because that already just changed the mindset around it. Right. Like rather than saying I failed and then saying I have a worthy fail like that automatically how do you feel different right better than saying I failed and so one calling it a worthy fail and then asking why it was worthy like what made that fail worthy well I learned that if my knees are bent then I am looser and I'm more likely not to make the scale whatever it might be so being able to just be like okay that was that a worthy fail Every time there's a yes answer, there's some way that the fail was worthy. You can learn from it in any way. And then learning why is going to help them basically be able to keep moving forward. Because actually, when Stacy was talking about like the not look at it thing, i just had i'm actually working with a couple olympic weightlifters right now um i have a background in strength and conditioning and they like came in and were like do you could you work with us too and i was like yeah sure actually that'd be fun um but she um just failed at a pr a a new weight that she was trying to make and um she said it was like less weight than anyways it was this whole thing she had these two and i was like oh perfect i'm like did did you videotape those and she was like yeah i did and i was like did you like watch the videos and see like what the difference was between the two the one that you did really well and the one that you struggled with because you're telling me they're exactly the same but if you made one and didn't make the other there was obviously something different and she goes no i didn't watch and i was like well why not she goes cuz i i didn't want to see myself not make it i was like girl ever going to be able to make those changes? And and I know that that can be a struggle. A lot of you have like replay videos in your gym and um, they'll watch the really good ones. And yes, sometimes like especially in the summer when they know that they're in this learning process and it's okay when they don't catch their release, they'll watch and they'll analyze. But once they get frustrated or once they get that doubt in themselves, have you noticed that they stop? They stop actually looking at um, their video and they start being like, oh, that was just a bad one. Oh, I can't believe I didn't do that. Oh. And then they like don't watch the replay anymore or they start ignoring that. So that's where that's coming from. And then being able to just be like, oh, go watch and tell me what your worthy fail was can be a really good way of bringing it in back into the learning sense. So a uh, good example of like the not watching. I get that all the time. And, yeah, me and- too. Of us like to watch ourselves do something bad. Like I kind of get that, but at the same time, I mean, it's the only way. The yeah. only way. Well, again, it comes
0: from, I don't want to watch it. it comes from that idea that I I feel bad about it. I'm going to feel bad, but the feel bad only comes from thoughts like I shouldn't have done that. That should have been better. And when we can shift those thoughts to what can I learn from this? Oh, I can, you know, and, and that. So, what we actually do is we actually ask them to come up with a certain number of worthy fails. Like, like their goal is to get a certain number of worthy fails. So you can do it for the you can do it for the day. You can do it for the skill. You can do it for the week. You can do it for the month, whatever it might be. But we're like, okay, your goal is to get 10 worthy fails this week on each skill that you're trying to get. And so, and and a worthy fail, the only thing that doesn't count as a worthy fail is not going at all, like not trying, um, you know, not trying at all. And I don't mean that you're standing there in fear and you're frozen. I mean the like, I'm going to wait till the end of like, I'm going to put this one off till the end of the rotation, but then I ran out of time and I couldn't work on it. That (laughs) is not a worthy fail, right? It's the trying and then, and then, and then not getting it. And so, um, When we make it a goal to have worthy fails, it turns the worthy fail into something positive instead of something negative. And the reason that it's a goal is because the only way I'm going to learn and make it better is through having and evaluating my worthy fails. So I want to get as many of them out of the way as like I want to get through them so that I can get to the other side of having it. If I if I put it off that I'm not going to get my worthy fails, you know longer and longer and longer it just takes longer to get the skill but if i'm like hey i am knocking them out i'm getting as many worthy fails as i can get in as fast as possible and i'm going to learn from each one and then i'm going to try something new because the worthy fails need to be different a worthy fail wouldn't be like well i tried and i did the exact same thing again and again and again a worthy fail would be like Well, this time I tried looking at my hands. This time I tried looking at my feet. This time I tried. And it's the idea of like trying a bunch of different things until you figure out what actually works. So the biggest part of it is just changing the way that you talk about it. And So for you as coaches, talking about mistakes, talking about failures in a normalized and even positive way. We tend to talk about, well, you messed this one up. You ma-. Like we're giving corrections, but it's in a way that's like you shouldn't have done that. And instead, if we can talk about things that is much more like helps them be open to evaluating, to looking at what was done instead of feeling bad about not doing it right. And and we don't mean to to do it that way, but. A lot of times we just are in the technicality of the skill. Like, well, you didn't do this. You didn't do this. You didn't do this. And so being able to really talk about like, awesome job, worthy fail, you know, and then, okay, let's look at that one. What do we need to do to change the, try another worthy fail? And like talking about it in a way where you're just as excited when they try something and they make a change Mm -hmm. as you are when they try something and they get it.
1: That, I like- actually used to do rewards for that. So I'd bring like Hershey Kisses or whatever. And it wasn't whether they completed the skill correctly. It was if they made the correction that we asked. Then then they would get the candy. Like, yeah. okay, we really want. Like, I don't care what happens in your one and a half punch front as long as you get your arms up. In between the one and a half and punch front no more zombie arms hands down punching like they have to be up in the air if you get them up at least to a ymca you get candy Love it. shockingly most of the time it was better because it's like we know <laughs> what we're doing when we coach or something but <laughs> but it was like a really encouraging way to like allow them to because sometimes they'd make a change and you know If you get them to speed up their tumbling pass, then all the timing is going to be a little bit different and it takes them a minute to make adjustments, right? Right. Like you want that to happen. And so, so I would, you know, give them candy for turning over their round off. And then sometimes the rest was like a a hot mess express and then they do it a couple more times and it would be a lot better. So, um, that's where rewarding the change is helpful because sometimes they'll make your change and then they're like, well, it didn't work. So then I, they didn't, I
0: didn't, completely finish the skill. Yeah. Or they make the change and then you're like, okay. And then you give them another correction.
1: That so then
0: it, it also doesn't feel rewarding for making the change. It's like, no matter what I do, it's never enough. Mm-hmm. So like anything that we can do to really reward making the change is going to help them the most. Yeah. All right. And then that moves us into celebrating. So next week we're going to talk about the importance of celebration at every step along the way.
1: Can't wait to see you guys there. Have a great week. Bye. Yeah.